So talking about somebody who heard the word and let it sink into their heart is, is St. Francis de Sales. And he today is the saint of the obligatory memorial that we, we follow. Now, real quick about him, he lived from 1567 to 1622, so right after the Reformation. And he knew for years that he had a vocation to the priesthood, but he didn't follow it. So I was like, okay, I can relate to that. He didn't even tell his family. I'm like, okay, I can relate to that. His father wanted him to enter into a career. Okay, I can relate to that. Didn't think there was a value in a vocation. I uh, wanted him to be a law, a lawyer, or politics. And so God, though, made his will clear to Francis one day when he was writing. It's like, okay, I can relate to that with a Bible for me that fell open. But what happened with St. Francis is he was writing and he fell off the horse three times. And each time the sword that was in the scabbard came out, the two items came out, and they, when he fell, they landed in the shape of a cross three different times. So he got on the horse again, it happened again. So he took that as a sign. Now, during this uh, time that he was living right after, uh, was right after the Protestant Reformation. And he lived real close to um, a town of Calvinists. And he decided that he should bring these Calvinists back to the church. There was like 60,000 of them. And so for three years, he labored, just like the laboring in the soil and the vineyard. He labored, but he basically had doors slammed in his face, had rocks thrown at him. So people were not receptive. Uh, in the winters, um, it said that his feet froze so badly as he would, uh, that they bled um, as he would walk through the snow with no shoes. I mean, wow, we think we have it tough. Look at these guys. Amazing what they did for the faith. So he had a lot of patience, which kept him going. Uh, no one would listen to him. So nobody was hearing his word. He was giving the word of God like this, this gospel reading, but it was falling on rocks. It wasn't falling on rich soil. Nobody listened. And he had doors, as I said, slammed on his face. And so you know what he did? He, he wrote these little pamphlets to explain the Catholic faith and slip them under doors. Now it's funny because he's now known as the, Catholic, the patron saint of Catholic writers and Catholic printers. Again, something we can relate to here at the Marian Fathers because we make the, a lot of these pamphlets, how to pray the rosary, how to pray the chaplet, what is divine mercy. If you want to see or get some of these pamphlets, we, we have many good ones. <clears throat> and uh, we print them here. Uh, we employ a lot of people to print those. And so he's the patron of Catholic printers. Um, and so anyway, it's one of the first records we ever have of anybody printing off a little pamphlet to evangelize. He was the first. And we, we still do that today. Um, anyway, um, the parents around the town would not come to him. They didn't want to talk to him. And Francis started playing with the children. Nowadays, that wouldn't even be allowed to happen. Sad, the state of the world we're in today. And um, he would pray with the children. And then the parents saw that, that he really cared for them. And they began to talk to him. They began to accept him. And, um, and he became more well-known. So by the time 
that three years was up, he brought 40,000 people back to the church. Amazing. Um, later, uh, he was in France. He saw a widow listening closely at one of his masses and to his sermon. And he had seen this woman in a dream. And they became friends. You may have heard of her. Saint, or this is John, Jane de Chantel. Uh, and, and only, only when they became friends, the two of them, did they both become saints? Um, that means that you can have a fruitful relationships, even in in uh, between male and female, just ordered properly. Now, Jane de Chantel wanted him to be her spiritual director, but he said, "No, I want to wait." And uh, finally, he did give in. He directed her, and she. It was funny because he actually ended up following her rather than her following him. It's kind of like. Clear and Francis of Assisi. So you have another Francis. This is St. Francis de Sales. But St. Francis of Assisi had St. Clair. And they were a great team. So it is possible. Shouldn't always cause scandal. Ordered correctly. Um, but for him, uh, active work uh, did not interfere with spiritual life. Um, but it, it brought peace to it. It strengthened it. You know, there's a lot of people that will criticize religious for, for working and saying you should be praying all day. We have young men who come to our religious community. They're, they're rather upset sometimes and they leave us because they think they're gonna be able to sit in prayer for, for, for eight hours a day. Uh-uh, we, we are out there. We are, we are out preaching, teaching, working, um, evangelizing, uh, printing, uh, writing, uh, speaking, um, this is our apostolic work. Uh, different communities God uses in different ways. But anyway, he ended up founding the Order of the Visitation Sisters, which is another connection to us, because we are the spiritual directors of the Visitation Sisters just down the road here in Tearingham, Massachusetts. You ever want to go to a most beautiful place, the grounds, uh, the beautiful uh, tranquility, this, uh, the, the quietness and the beautiful gift of these nuns go to the Visitation Sisters in Tearingham. I'm hoping to actually do a few more masses there for them this year, um, but that's a perfect example of the Visitation Sisters. And the Visitation is the Feast of May 31st, the date I was ordained to the priesthood. So I'm like, wow, there's a beautiful connection. So anyway, um, he gave spiritual direction a lot of times through letters. And I started thinking, wow, that's how I do mine. I don't have, unfortunately, able to sit down with people one-on-one -on -one, uh, for a lot of spiritual direction, but I do a ton of letters. Um, and we try to answer people's questions. And if I haven't gotten to yours, I apologize. There's, I'm still working on some from three years ago, so I apologize. But anyway, it showed his patience. Uh, he used to complain about how many letters he got, and I realized, wow, that's what I did. But then he saw, after answering them, how it helped him. And I'm sitting there, wow, these letters have extremely helped me. So I'm amazed how God sends certain saints to us, right? And to finish, um, during the time of this uh, that he was, he was living, it was thought that holiness was only for religious and the clergy. And, um, and that's what people believe. So Francis said, no, every Christian is called to holiness through their own state and life. Are you married? 
then your holiness is to be the best spouse you can be, the best parent you can be, the best husband you can be, the best wife you can be. Um, he believed this, and this became the basis for Vatican II, universal call to holiness. And this is powerful because in every state in life, married, single, or consecrated life, Christians can become more like Jesus. That is true holiness, no matter what your state. And so he recognized um, really one's marriage and family as the best way to become holy. He said, that is the way to become holy, your marriage and your family, because your patience is going to be tried. Your crosses are going to be many. And he said, this is the way you can best become holy. It's not becoming a priest or a nun. It's becoming accepting of the duties in your life. So anyway, um, as I said to finish, he wrote one of the best books I read in seminary, um, The Introduction to the Devout Life. He wrote it for ordinary lay people. He wrote this in 1608. And he said, the true test of prayer is your actions. Hmm. He said, to be an angel in prayer and a beast in your relations with other people is to be lame on both legs. And we see him all the time. I've been guilty of it. We can sit there in prayer. We fold our hands and, and we pray to God and, and our will be done. And then we turn around and we get into an argument with somebody. And so that's, that's important, uh, I think, lesson. So he believed the worst sin of all the sins, he said the worst of all is to judge someone and to gossip about them. Wow. And so even if we say we do it out of love for them, sometimes we're still doing it to look better ourselves. So we have to we have to look at this. And then I've always stated, I think the most important thing is purity of intention. Why do we do what we do? Do we do an act of charity for the person or to get recognized? Why do we do what we do? Do we say something nice because we really want to be nice or because we want to look good? This is what we got to ask ourselves. What is our purity of intention? It's one of the most important things you can do. And so always, um, it always seems that God, as I said before, picks the perfect saint of the day for the exact time that we need it. And so St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. He's a great example of somebody, even though he lived a few centuries ago, that can give us an example of how to live today. Hello. I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast 
to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.